Hello and welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores the controversial and challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks of UCR's Counseling and Psychological Services. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi. Hi, Tosha. Hi, Dr. Parks. Third-year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. DM Wen. Hi, DM. Hi, Dr. Parks. Second-year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Edgar Ortega. Hi, Edgar. Hello, Dr. Parks. And we're joined once oh, again. We're not doing that this time. Sorry. You're not gonna. Uh, yeah, Sorry. you're not supposed to do that. I told oh, you last time. Josh is not here. Just speak your your regular non sultry voice. Shout out voice. to Joshua. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're kind of it's a plan, Joshua. Okay, and also our special guest co-host tonight, Dr. Michelle Tom, a second year psychiatry resident. Hi, D- Dr. Tom. Hey. <laughs> can I call you Michelle? Yeah, you can. Okay, I'm Michelle. Okay. Um, the views expressed on Let's Get Psyched are those of the speaker. They do not represent UCR, UCR Counseling and Psychological Services, or UCR School of Medicine. Well, on today's show, we got a lot of show, so we'll, hopefully we can fit in as much as possible. Um, we're going to talk about subliminal messages or subliminal priming, especially in the context of marketing, um, and maybe touch on a little bit on uh, social media marketing and and um, how uh, data is collected and it's a, a targeted with t- little targeted ads. But first of all, um, what does subliminal mean? Well, it's it's a way to uh, it's a stimulus that's presented under the conscious threshold, which is about 500 milliseconds. So it, now subliminal could be lots of things. It could be um, below your conscious. Uh, threshold. You mean it lasts for 500 under milliseconds, 500 right? And okay. you can't detect it consciously through vision. Now it could be something about like a hearing, like you can't, you can barely hear a message. Um, you don't, you don't know that you're hearing it. But most of the marketing has to do with vision, so they flash an image or something like that. Um, you know, and the, you know, it started. It, you know, it's been it started back in the 40s where they would flash things like buy bonds. To try to influence people to buy bonds. Now they don't know if it if it did anything, and you know it kind of got a lot of media attention in the fifties when um, uh, someone named James Vickery flashed mm-hmm. "Eat popcorn, drink Coca Cola," and he said mm-hmm. it increased eighteen uh, percent or whatnot. Now they tried it. It could never be reproduced. It could never <laughs> be reproduced. That's right. And so then finally he admitted he faked it. And, you know, shout out to our show about (laughs) replication (laughs) problems, okay? Um, But, yeah, and, you know, and there's... I remember hearing about that and hearing that it was the truth, actually, by the way. And in 1974, Mm -hmm. Wilson Brian Key, who was uh, a professor in um, communications and and journalism, wrote a book called Subliminal Seduction. Did anyone read that book? That's a great title. I remember reading that book. Um, when I was a, a kid, basically what he said was that let, there's lots of advertising out there that has the word sex in it or has sexual imagery, and that influences people. It's kind of a very Freudian idea, and that influences people to buy the products. And yeah, yeah, definitely. The most hilarious story that I, had, I saw associated with this, though, is that in the book, Subliminal Seduction, there's a picture of a martini. Mm-hmm. And you know, with 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 ice cubes and all that, and it was it was done by the the book publisher Signet Books, and then he said one of his students said, "Oh, there's someone flashing on in the ice cubes," and then he looked at it, and then he saw it. Wow. Doctor Keys saw it, and then thought, "Wow," he didn't think like, you know, I'm seeing Jesus in a, in a tortilla or something. He said, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, Signet is Signet is trying to put sexual images." To sell my book. Wait, That's, there was actually someone flashing. There was an image of someone. No, flashing. I'm saying that people saw what they wanted to see in these uh, ice cubes. Oh. I, I thought it was actually done. And it was mostly. just, it was just a not. No, well, 
Okay, I don't believe that. I don't believe it at all because it was just Signet Books showing a picture of a martini Hmm. with... And then, and then, well, people uh, are putting their own. So it's either sex. That's or what I. That's what I think. I mean, if you read the book, read, the book is fascinating because he okay. sees sex in everything, basically, mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. in like um the, a plate of like shrimp. All he sees an orgy. Oh, wow. no, it was ridiculous. <laughs> okay. No, but some some of the stuff is somewhat believable because some of the the, the ads in the seventies were pre-sexual. I have to say, like yeah. you. It's it, it's. I mean, sex sells. That's what they say. Yeah, that's sex. the whole. It's very Freudian. It's very Freudian. But I'll I'll just say that you know it again. It wasn't replicated. Um, so in the 90s, there was a meta-analysis of subliminal advertising and uh, in 1996, and they found that it, there was very little effect, if, if any, and the, the effect was very tiny. So that kind of started to settle it, that there is no such thing as subliminal advertising. Um, now, in 2000, the Bush campaign tried subliminal uh, messaging. And if you you can, you can YouTube this with a campaign yeah. commercial, you I can YouTube what? this. What? They, what um, when Bush was against Al Gore, um, there was a, uh, a a discussion or an ad campaign uh, uh, talking about how terrible his health care plan was, how bureaucrats are going to decide what health care you have. And the word bureaucrat comes from above and then it kind of gets stamped on like Al Gore's health care plan. And, but you see the word rats. Now, they mm-hmm. it's not really subliminal. It's kind of what's called supraliminal. I mean, you can see it consciously, mm. but you maybe you don't notice it. Right. Mm. But if you look for it, I, I encourage people to YouTube this. Okay. You can see you the word rat. You have to YouTube rat. it or can you right. get, pull up You can YouTube it. But, you know, oh, you we, can, you, yeah, you could, you could do it right now with your Does that right? really affect you though? If you're like unconsciously, you don't know. That well, let's get to that. To word. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> because once the, uh, the what, Gore campaign told got, them Dr. that, um, Bush, Bush withdrew it. All right. Okay. Well, okay. So um, in 2006, they found that when people were, so again, subliminally sub- exposed to the, the word Lipton ice, it did make them choose that if they were thirsty. Mm. Okay. So now it started getting murkier. That if you are thirsty, if you're goal oriented, if you're li- honestly just hearing that right now makes me thirsty. <laughs> yeah, my hearing lips and eyes. Yeah, well, okay. totally. Well then, okay, but this Whoa. there is very interesting though of how of the later research. This is no, so later research found that when they were exposed, they were exposed to intelligent words. When students were exposed to words like. Uh, um, intelligent, smart, brilliant, bright, talented, sharp, clever, brainy, gifted, educated, genius, learned. Again, for 500 milliseconds, they did better on a practice midterm. Oh. And this okay. was, but the one of the more interesting things, it was it was even one to four days later. That's mm. a long time. That they were time. performing uh, better. Yeah, they were wow. performing better. Um, so that was interesting. Now, there was another study then. The power uh, of positive thinking, right? Uh, perhaps. I yeah. mean, and they've done this thing like when people are exposed to Apple. They supposedly are more creative. There's that study. But they say, like, like, you know, picture your success. Picture you succeeding. Right? Okay, but that's a conscious thing. This is a yeah, but that's kind of like what it's doing. That's what it's tapping into, right? It's triggering some unconscious. I think that's that's what it's tapping into. Marketers, maybe. Well, see, we we don't know much about what it's triggering. You know, what what whatever it is. I mean, there's still a lot of research on this. That um, so okay. So then they there's another study in 2011 found that when they triggered the main brand, 
people didn't select it or the habitual brand they, brand, they didn't select it more often. But when they triggered the competing brand, they more likely selected the competing. What little, do you mean trigger? Little triggered. known. Mean, means they then they, they flashed it okay. below their threshold. So they oh. didn't know they saw a oh. competing brand. Interesting. It influenced the competing brand, but not the main brand. Hmm. And the interesting That's thing interesting. when I was reading that study is that the authors were completely fine with saying so therefore a competing brands should invest heavily in subliminal advertising <laughs> they didn't they just glossed over the ethical problems with subliminal advertising right. yeah. I, I, I hope i hope those authors don't um, don't write the show and <laughs> but that's what it seemed like to me um in 2013 they uh also had subliminal effects of um flashing a jackpot to people that were gambling and that made them um want to um, feel more confident and um, gamble more. Mm. They feel more confident about gambling. Mm. More, when, and when, it lasted only for five minutes. It is where they're already playing, like gambling or? Yeah, they, um, well they expose people to um, a, a, a jackpot symbol while, um, while they were playing a computerized oh, slot machine oh, game. Okay, yeah, and it. then they made yes. them more confident they were gonna win they because keep, they flashed jackpot. Right, and they keep using it. Keep right, more. but the, the effect okay. um, didn't last beyond five minutes, mm. so. There's that. So, um, okay. So, what, you know, at, at what point, um, you know, it, it, what is the idea that's being um, spread here? So, uh, subliminal messaging by advertisers, it makes these, this, these other, these brands accessible, readily accessible in your mind for brief periods of time. And if it happens to be in front of you, like you're going to a store or something, or it's in your cupboard or something, you might, you're more likely to grab it. Okay. All right. We're just not sure about how long this lasts, mm -hmm. which leads us to a 2013 study is can you resist it if you're told we're going to subliminally advertise to you? <laughs> OK, we're not going to tell you. That's hilarious. We're not going to tell you what we're, we're subliminally. They advertising. tested this? Yes. That's and great. people were actually able to resist, to resist because mm -hmm. they just put them in a heightened state yeah. and they started questioning what they were doing uh -huh. and they made sure that they didn't do yeah. anything different <laughs> than what they usually do. They didn't tell them what the message was. Right. Oh. Okay. Right. They just subliminally uh, uh, kind of uh, flashed these kind of brands. Yeah. But people are then more hyper aware. Yes. To yeah. not buy. So you can resist it. So that yeah. is your only hope, public, is know that this could be happening. Know that this could be happening and resist. Yeah. I'd be angry too if I, someone. It, told it me. feels like what you're saying is you know those um, things that were going around Facebook for a while where it, you wanted to know if the color of like something was blue or oh, the dress. Yeah, and then like, but if someone told you it was, <laughs> you're shaking blue, your then head. You, like saw a different color. It was yeah. I yeah, think what is that about? I didn't even know what that was about. It was about um, some was people it? see it was, the it was gold, by the way. It was gold, by the way. Oh, Everyone else is wrong. It was, it was gold or black, <laughs> right? It was supposed yeah, to be gold or black, something right? Something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. But I think I was reading. It, no, wait, no, no. That was the. There was a audio one too. If you heard. Um, oh, what, what's being said, right? Yeah, the word that's the, being the said. The word yes. that was being said, but people hear in different frequencies, so it plays off of if you're a higher frequency mm. listener or a lower frequency listener. Right. Right. No, you know, you can know the effect of priming is is for sure true and just in psychology. But the the effect of subliminal priming, we don't know a lot, but it does seem like the effect is small. Mm -hmm. But who knows how many people are doing it? But yeah. it is something definitely they should. The advertisers should say if they're should we make that a law? Yeah. I mean, just as um, what do they put now? Um, 
you know, advertisers are like, oh, it's smaller than what appears or on um or on like makeup commercials, they're like, Oh, this is this has been touched over or something. Oh, like the models. Yeah, the models or, they're or like the effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like added effects or they have to they have to do disclose they- it. Do they, they no, do they don't have to do that. But they do. What? Yeah, they do. It's tiny. It's tiny. Like if you flip through magazines. Is it for models or is it for food and stuff? Because I know that for sure they do that for food. They make it look way, way better. But I they don't they, have to on, say that. I think on cereal boxes it says like this is larger than yeah. actual size. Mm-hmm. But that's oh, actually... okay. The larger, the largeness. Not, but the, not, they touch it up all the time. They don't have to say they touch things up, right? With mm, I don't know. Like digitally. But, no, I feel like I've seen. They that. do it all the time. No. No, because they've done that with models too. Like they make their legs bigger and mm-hmm. longer and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't have to say. They don't that have they to say that. It. No, no. Right? They can do anything they want. Basically. You know what's crazy is this weekend I went to Petco, so I've got my puppy, um, and I went to Petco because that's how I spend my free time. We, now. I, I, we're inviting you to bring your puppy on the show. I'd love to. Bring we'll see. We we'll feel see. Sad for you the say that now because the puppy well, is very it. lonely. Don't your, remind me, oh, Dr. Sorry. Parks. Okay, so anyways, I've been going to, I've been spending a lot of time at Petco and PetSmart, and I was just blown away at the products that Petco has. Like, they have some bougie products. And I, so the bag of pet food that I have, the dog food that I have, is, I guess it's like 30 to $40 a bag. But the bags that I saw it? there, I, I don't know, but the bags I saw there were, Eighty to ninety dollars. Oh, I know. Yeah, the big bags. What? Yeah. Like mine's duck- a big. It was the same size as my bag. Like duck and potato. It was potato. just fancy. Yeah. And I, I, the, I was looking at all the um, the the packaging. The packaging is fancy. Like I could identify my style in the packaging. Like going down the aisles, I was like, "Ooh, this one's so nice." Okay. It's like colors that so I would let, wear. Let's have a, let's colors have a side. This, home, is, this you know? has nothing to do with subliminal anything. No, this right? is marketing though. It's marketing I'm like, oh though. shoot, man, I really want to buy that. All right, one. but okay, well, I'm going to do a sidebar of morality. So if you spend ninety dollars on a bag of duck potato food, and then mm-hmm. like there's a homeless guy that goes, "Can I have get lost?" Oh, I mean, oh, does that? Do you feel whoa, anything what? bad for that? I mean, you know that most people go, "Yeah, oh, I feel badly about that." So get lost. So do you think there's something? wrong with that that people are spending huge amounts of money you know for and also just the health care yeah. of dogs yeah. like yeah. how yeah. how far would you go to um keep your dog alive like how much money would you invest oh, oh like gosh. they said they need a, a surgery this dog needs a surgery know, to stay alive Ten thousand, twenty thousand, i don't know thirty thousand i think that's one of the questions that i don't want to think about it until i get to that point yeah you can't put yeah. a price to torture you for your yeah. kids right to, well, to my kids, but well, so <laughs> wait, wait. Have you been affected by marketing for <laughs> animals? I don't. I don't have pets yet. But do you, you, know. you grow up having pets? Oh yeah. Like, uh, are you I a dog person or a cat dog person? person? I think at my mom's place, even including today, they usually about five dogs. Whoa! Oh. What kind of dogs? Big dogs, small dogs? dogs? Yeah, but would or... your mom throw down ten thousand dollars to save one dog? My life? brother does now. Oh. With the care now, like you know, when we were kids, no, and my mom, you know, single yeah. parent raising us, no. But now that my brother and we work, they're going through surgeries, they're going through care that they wouldn't get before. Oh. I think I think we derailed the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. All right. But let's you, get back. Let's okay. Get, let's get back. You know what yeah. though? Bringing back to subliminal messaging, have you guys seen the movie They Live? No. It's an no. eight. No. It's a movie that came out in '88, and the premise is that there's aliens who are like the 
upper class and they rule the humans through subliminal messaging um, to buy things and control them to, to, to accept the status quo through subliminal messaging. And so this guy, he comes across this pair of, a human comes across these pair of sunglasses that allow him to read through the subliminal messaging. Like notice it. And, yes. Okay. So everything, when he puts them on, everything turns black and white, but all the ads instead of the picture of the ad of like you know a mom feeding her kid peanut butter whatever it's just the bold letters that say obey all in bold and this is actually how shepherd farley the guy behind the obey campaign mm. came up mm, with okay. his obey oh. thing yeah this is how that's this, this is how this he is a got movie? i it, this is a movie called they live well, yeah how, when was it made 88 huh yeah, yeah, and it's exactly this thing. It's, it's, cool. it's I was thinking that okay. is it a good movie? So is it a good movie? I don't know. I haven't seen oh. it, but like, it, I I just think it's like perfect for this for yeah, this true. idea. We should all watch it. I, I mean, it's kind of it, it it is satire, you know. Well, I okay. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. I'll check it out. See if it's on Netflix. Oh, you're joined just joining us. You're on. You're listening. To Let's get psyched on KUCR, and we're talking about subliminal messages, subliminal priming. I, I and you know and then just marketing and you know what we are aware of or not aware of you know I just thought of something you know there was something in the eight you see you're, I'm old so I know this and I lived through this okay so backward masking does anyone know what backward mask yeah that proves I'm old so in the 80s because um, uh, again I grew up in a fundamentalist evangelical household and church and school is. and all that they started playing rock music you know you know evangelical especially during the age didn't like rock music and so they started playing it backwards and they they saw into it again this is more like the Jesus and the tortilla thing they saw or they heard they heard satanic messages in rock songs so stairway to heaven that's was I've a big one a uh, blue oyster called um, hmm. Hotel California okay. was a big one all right. So I remember sitting in class in, in my Christian, the Christian school I went mm -hmm. to, watching how uh, you know this, 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 it was TBN, Channel Forty TBN, and we had to watch how there was all these satanic messages and all mm -hmm. these rock and roll songs that we were listening to and we liked. And then there was a huge, there, there were huge record burnings. YouTube this. There are huge record burnings in like 1982, mm -hmm. as a year in 1982, mm -hmm. all over the country. You know where where there's evangelical folks. Thinking that you know this is Satan trying to uh, influence you, you know subliminally, like. But there's no. Okay, I want to say this. Wait, that, they actually felt that it was Satan who was yes. doing behind all this. Yes. Like, like writing the songs or yes. speaking through the yes, musicians. Yes, because in on Stairway to Heaven, they um, I don't know who it was Jimmy Page or whoever wrote it, but they they said I felt someone. Holding, um, hold, um, going through my hand or holding my hand Whoa. when I wrote the song, and oh, that's so Satan. the artist kind of agreed with this. No, idea. well, oh. he said, he said, um, he he probably said something like, you know, the the words really flowed, the music really flowed, but then they took that to mean not musical inspiration. That was Satan writing it. Wow. And then okay. and then there was all these satanic messages. So and this is going to influence you to be do Satan's bidding or okay. something. And so there's lots of record burnings all over the How place. How did you feel hearing that? Felt scared. You were scared. I felt that it was probably true. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was a child. I was in yeah. junior high. So you didn't want to listen to those songs. It made you not want to listen it to made, them. It, it made me not listen to "Stairway to Heaven" wow. for years. Wow. For years. And what a great song. It, it, is a, it is a great song. Very beautiful. And but I guess they got. He got sued for. Did you hear the song that, no. that he supposedly copied? <gasps> oh. Just no. Just again, YouTube that. Okay. But anyway, but anyway, listen. Um. So. 
it it scared my parent my mom my mom was is very fundamentalist it scared my mom so much she convinced my brother to throw away his dungeon dragons game wow <laughs> so we would we would play periodically it was great but then after that it was from satan of course and that's so that's the ba- best babysitter isn't it dungeons and dragons, <laughs> dungeons. oh my god just kids no. and then going my brother to this day kicks himself and just like why did i listen to my mom Aww. why did i listen to her? Throw away Dungeons and Dragons, ridiculous now. Yeah, yeah he, thinks, he could thinks have come story. up with Stranger Things. I <laughs> know <laughs> it's right. You and your there brother you could have. There you go. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, mom. You missed out on a million dollars. No, but I, I feel like now um, we know that there is no research to support that your mind can understand messages that are presented forwards, and the message is actually backwards. Your mind can't reverse it and then listen oh. to it and oh, then interpret I see that. What you mean. Okay? okay, so there. What was it called? Backwards what? Backward Backwards masking or back masking. Okay. I've, n- back I've never heard it called back yeah. masking. Oh, yeah. That, they said that about the Beatles on. songs, too. Yeah, right? like number yeah. nine. Marilyn Manson. Number nine is supposed right. to be Turn Me on yeah. Dead Man. Yeah, that one. Right. Yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Now, now because, backwards. again, because it was 82, after that, Rock and roll guys thought like, oh, I know how to really stick it to the evangelicals. I'm going to purposely do it. That'd be cool. <laughs> so anyway. All right. So I just had to put that in. But okay. So let's kind of move on for any other marketing kind of techniques or methods or... Um, I, I want to try to summarize this because it's a lot, but it's a field actually in psychology called consumer behavior, which basically just as it says, is that they um, study how people buy and how they use their goods and services, anything from advertising and marketing. Because um, you have to think about how to introduce a product and that, how to convince people to get you. And they use what is called uh, like uh, biases in human behavior. Bias is just like a preformed uh, idea that you have against something that might be unfair, close-minded, etc. So I just try to give you a, a brief highlight. There's so many. Um, there's things like uh, such things like, as called like bandwagon effect. So it's the number of people who done it. There, hence you kind of have to do it basically. Uh, the strategy says like so. So bandwagon effect is like if everyone is doing it, yeah. you feel hey, that's something that I should do. Right. Okay, I feel like I don't want to do that, but I feel like I probably do that, and and every once in a while. Okay. Now, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Let's Get Psyched. We're talking about subliminal messages and um, the marketing and the effect of priming um, but ye- okay so bandwagon effect is something that affects folks yeah and they use nowadays famous people celebrities and now the new celebrities which are called influencers to kind of mm. represent social your brand media. social media represent so- your brand and sell your products right and that includes things like loyalty and not and and then targeting audiences right so that's mm-hmm. maybe a, a step forward from what it used to be. So if someone, I, my hero yeah, or if someone point, I admire yeah. does it, then I want to do it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if I fall, does that like, influence you? Yes. Who's your hero then? Well, I don't. Because you don't, just said that it does influence. Who's your influencer? The car YouTube people. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Who? what? He likes oh, the, cars. Yeah, that's right. The car YouTube. Oh my god. People. I, I love no. cars. I love racing. I don't know the, what is the car YouTube people? Speaking of selling sex, car car design sells sex. right now. Yeah. Like because now you can. Why things that you would never see. Women? Wait, what? Oh, it can't be right. like Frank. Talking, yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> Those are men. Their car are like Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are they women? Yeah. And then you have these powerful toys now. Like you, before you will hear about Ferraris and stuff like that. But now everybody who can 
some have a four-day influencers can show it to you and what they look like, what they feel like, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you, you buy into it, that. They try to get you to imagine and you. They sell you products right. based on that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. Selling well, you a I, I did, Yeah, I don't. Well, who, who else is other people's influencer? Do you have any influencer, I don't, Tosha? I don't have Instagram. You not social media influencers. No. I'm not on Wait, social media. Wait, it can't be that none of us is influenced by anybody. That's not impossible. Someone I'm, has I'm to say right. something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not leaving this subject until someone says Like if says you're it. Googling something, you go to Amazon, Michelle, right? Oh, you know you what? See... Drew Barrymore. I love things that Drew Barrymore is into. Okay, so yeah. she's all into that. You'd be like, huh. 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 <laughs> Maybe I'll you, check that you, out. Have you seen her um, makeup brand, Flower? Flower, yeah. 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 Make a friend flower. No, makeup, she has makeup, makeup brand. Yeah. Oh, she okay. has a, a you, sold at Walmart. Does that make you Walmart. more likely to try it? I actually haven't gone to go get it, but I just love looking at her thing. I don't like going to Walmart. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is interesting. So Walmart versus Target, right? Oh, my gosh. I don't oh, like going to Walmart. Target. Walmart. Target. Walmart is so stressful. I know. Yeah. And then you're yeah, in line is, you're forever. Right. Yeah. And the like, things that you might see at Walmart. The colors in there are thing. ugly. But I know that Walmart and tar- Target tries to play mm-hmm. that they're a more elitist and they're right. more mm-hmm. highbrow. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's pretty much the same stuff. I do enjoy being in Target. <laughs> I love there, Target. I will go aisle by aisle down Target. Yeah, and get Target. Target. I go. I go in there for a face wash. I end out. I end out getting like ten bags of stuff. Yeah. Do yeah, I that's need like it? Me at Not Costco. necessarily. Yeah, you Costco. throw a sample at me, and then suddenly you spend two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's part of like, yeah. Well, yeah. the influencer is giving yeah. you like that's a risk free policy. What they once you have it, it's kind of hard to get rid of by giving you a, a risk-free or warranty kind of thing or giving you samples and stuff like that. That's a little bit biased that they look into it. And I just want to mention, because we touched at this briefly, because we're towards the end of the program, there's some strategies that they use, like being attractive in color. So there's this like studies in Harvard that they said that just by making your product attractive or just any sort of making yourself attractive, it kind of increases your likability and trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right? definitely why they have attractive models. Um, and drug reps. And goes into back into the golden ratio. Yeah, have you ever had a drug rep that was a man that tried to influence you to prescribe more? That yeah. was a, yes. yeah. Yeah. All a the time. looking man. All the yes. time. But is that, so is that sad for that person that they're trying to influence you that way? Or do you like, no, are flattered? I think we're all selling something. <laughs> I don't they're think, just selling. I, I, I'm think sorry, he's very good well. looking. I don't think it's sad for him. Yeah. yeah. They get I compensated well Oh, probably. I feel he's so sorry for what him he was being born so with. <laughs> That he has to sell himself out that way? No, that he has to sell himself out that way. Yeah. I'm sure he has lots of options, honestly. Come on. Yeah. I mean, What is your reaction to it? Do you enjoy it? No, I ignore it. You, I shut down around drug reps. You're I'm just like, look at, like, don't make eye contact. The hunky looks come to your face and then they just bounce off. I yeah. prefer the samples more. <laughs> if he comes with the sample, okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lot Repres- more open. But that's what they get you. Wait, wait, first. wait, wait. So you, are you think that saying that pharmaceutical companies are just too dumb that they know that it doesn't no. work with men? With no, women? they're Genius. so smart. Okay, they so know it that works that it with works. everyone but you all. No, it works. Is that what's going on? We appreciate it. No, I just purposely ignore. Well, I'm not. I'm not at the clinics yet, so I haven't got bombarded Mm -hmm. by good looking. Because this is what I I mean. Because this is what I I mean. You know, it's one of the fundamental um, errors in in psychology that people are influenced by things, but I am an individual. That's one of the fundamental attribution errors, right? Oh no, but I I admit to being like easily influenced. Oh, I'm not easily influenced, but like falling to the ills of marketing. What is easily influenced? I mean, like I I love shopping and I and online online shopping shopping specifically, and 
like the use of the one thing that I've what noticed. What works on you, yeah. Like um, the scarcity and loss aversion. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So um, one thing that I've noticed, like, you know, Banana Republic does it, um, Nordstrom Rock online. You Etsy. put something in your cart oh. and you get this little pop-up, mm-hmm. right, that says, other people have this in their cart too. Right. Loss aversion. You do not yeah. want to lose that product. Or there's yeah. competition. Or, competition. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. or they said, um, they miss out. check out now because there's only two more. It's like yeah. FOMO. Yeah. It's yeah. Like and FOMO. those are, yeah. yeah. On your phone. FOMO. Like Friday exactly. in your car. And that's kind of like <laughs> the same kind of like psychology that goes into hoarding, right? right. So like that you might need it, or might something. need it in the future, mm-hmm. and so I've caught myself buying it multiple times because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, there's two more left. I need to check out now. Have mm-hmm. you bought something that was such a good deal but you didn't really need it at yeah. the time? Oh yeah, all so many times. Time. Look in my pantry. Not... Look at oh, all the kitchen items cla- I own. How, how old did things go? Like before you did you just have you ever bought something? <laughs> I do that, and then eventually threw it out like a year later. Yeah, yeah. Like did... my George Foreman grill. You know, this actually oh, brings no. up an interesting point. Some of the things we've been talking about is marketing selecting for selecting or hitting us at different points in the purchasing phase so there's the awareness phase consideration phase intent phase and then purchase and repurchase phase and there's marketing that is aimed at each of these phases um to to get us to you know be aware of the product consider the product make the intentional purchase and then Repurchase. See, this is what this is what now that we have like supercomputers and we and we have like the, you know this 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 highly advanced analytics kind of stuff that's going on and all the social media data. Mm-hmm. I really fear for this. Mm-hmm. I really fear that we have so much data and we just we feed it into a supercomputer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we just know right. at what when is our most vulnerable point. Maybe you know you, it was bef- it was pre puppy Tosha, yeah. and you're a little bit on the vulnerable side. And yeah. hunky pharmaceutical rep comes up and said, oh. "Hey, you want to prescribe this? It's a new medication. I think <laughs> you'll like it." And then you're you're vulnerable oh. to and it. And then he's like, "By Maybe. the way, I have a puppy that. too." Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, they appeal to your emotions, your feelings, and you make your mind when you're trying to buy something. Apparently, within ninety seconds. Ninety seconds. Sometimes wow. by attractiveness and color, majority of that. takes me much longer. Yeah, you know, than you know that. because maybe. Well, okay. Well, we just need to stop this right now. It's, yeah. Okay, so you've been listening to Let's Get Psyched, and we're at the end of our show. We were discussing subliminal priming, um, marketing methods and techniques, um, things that um, you know maybe we're not even aware of. Thank you to our co-host, our special co-host, Dr. Michelle Tom. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. And also to our co-host, Dr. Toshi Yamaguchi, Dr. D.M. Nguyen, Dr. Edgar Ortega. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the show, you can write us at getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. That's getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. Special thanks to our producer, Elliot Fong. This episode was recorded in the studios of KUCR on the campus of the University of California, Riverside. I've been your host, psychologist, Dr. Aaron Parks. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched. (laughs) 